welcome to the very first episode of Departures. Departures is a weekly podcast about departing from our own expectations and embracing change. Every episode features individuals who've taken enormous strides to find what makes them come alive. Their stories can teach us how to embrace moments of feeling lost and give us guidance about how to move forward or depart in a completely new direction. On today's episode, we'll talk with David Cam, one of my good friends who made a switch to product design after volunteering for the U.S. Forestry Service. We'll talk about his story of change from marine science to the tech industry, as well as what's happened to him and us since we both graduated from a design boot camp two years ago. Hey, David. Hey. How are you doing? It's a nice afternoon. It is a nice afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. First episode, actually. Thank you. Your premiere, our first. <laughs> how does the How does it feel? Feels great. Good. It's, it's that's a a good, that's the right feeling. Um, I'm here with David today, and we're talking. We're talking about change. And David has a really interesting background in the marine science. In marine science, that's and right. He's now a product designer, which you would think is a pretty radical shift, right? It's a very radical shift. <laughs> and so the podcast, you know, departures all about change. So I have some questions about you uh, for you. So what were you doing before you got into product design? Let's see, before I got into product design, I was working for a small business in uh, San Jose, California. Um, it's related to the marine sciences stuff that I did because it was a fish store. Um, I turned my hobby of freshwater aquariums and assorted I guess biological endeavors, and I, I turned that into my job. So that's what I was doing before product design. Um, before that, it depends. It depends. A lot of this story depends on like how far back you want to go. Um, before that, I was in uh, Colorado for a few months. I had I was doing an internship for the Forest Service. I was attached to um, their fisheries department, and we were. Our, our big project was uh, presence absence surveys. We were um, we were studying endangered native Colorado trout species. So and fish, yeah, fish. creeks and streams, creeks, and streams, and there was some um, invasive species removal. <laughs> I, I hear there are some fun fun stories there. You're waiting, waiting. I'm assuming you're like waist deep in a in a creek. We were not waist deep. We were probably closer to knee deep. Okay. But keep in mind that this water is move. This water can move like pretty quickly. Um, we've also got these. I think they are about like twenty pound backpacks, strapped to our backs, which was is pretty much like we we strapped a car battery to our backs and we sent a localized current through the water. Um, so you were zapping fish. Yeah, we were zapping fish. About two years before you thought about doing product design. Yeah. Which is a pretty interesting change. It's a very interesting what, change. What got you inspired to even think about design? Like, what came about it? Was it, did you look up an article one day and you're like, oh, this is it? Or um, I asked my friends. I asked a lot of my friends who had been working in, uh, in tech at that time. Um, because I was like, I, you know, I was interested in tech, but I tried, I think I tried like HTML or CSS on my own. Um, and it, it quickly became apparent that my brain does not really work that way right now. Um, so they suggested like, oh, you should check out uh, UX design. Um, it's, a way, it's a way in which a lot of people are participating in tech while not necessarily having a technical background. Now you were born, in, you were born and raised in the Bay. That's right. Right, or South Bay. South Bay. 
So did you ever think you would get a job in tech? No, actually, when I was in high school and college too, I was, I was, I for sure was very adamant about like, oh, like I don't want to be just another tech drone, you know, like I want to be like edgy and different. A lot of people who work in tech also sort of follow a similar narrative of like, oh, like we built, I built things when I was a kid and I was always playing video games and I was figuring out how to hack my school's computer system. Um, that wasn't really me. I spent a lot of time outside and playing and getting dirty, you know? So I think in that sense, I, that's why I would have never seen myself working in tech. It just seemed really counter to my background and my interests at the time. So going back to that moment when you asked your friends like about product design, what, what inspired you to even ask your friends in the first first place? Were they working in tech in here in the Bay Area? Yeah, they South were working Bay? in tech in the Bay Area. Um, were you curious about like what they wanted, what they were doing or like how they... I was curious about what they were doing because um, a lot of the things that they were working on seemed to be interesting or they, they really enjoyed what they were doing. And I think... The reality of the situation is, is that if you also want to live in the Bay Area, like you sort of need to work in tech. That's kind of the that's kind of the reality of the situation. For me, if I want to continue to live in California, I feel like I have to, you know, adapt and become a professional in the tech industry. Um, but you know, a lot of it too was just like I was looking for opportunity, and you know, with. I know that tech is not all the same, but I know that the tech has an abundance of opportunities for me. So if I can find a way to participate in tech, and I'm confident that I can find something that I'm passionate about. And so what time was this thing, you know, I'm assuming this was kind of like 2016. I'm, no, this was 2014. Oh, wow. So I graduated okay. college already knowing that I would have to look somewhere else because, okay. um, you know, I, I had that moment that I think every college graduate has now. For reference, I'm 26. Um, I think we all sort of had that realization of, oh, now what? And that's not something that I had really thought through until, you know, like six months before I was set to graduate. And then I, I took a step back and I looked at some things and it's like, oh man, like, I don't really know if this is something that I can do, much less something that I want to do. So I'm kind of going back to the drawing board there. Was there something at at that time that inspired you to like embrace the change that you were going through, or say yeah. like, yeah, we're gonna make this happen? Yeah, some, I mean, some the, person or something that. I think the big thing that really helped me was my friend asked me if I wanted to go work with him in Colorado because at that point, you know, I didn't I didn't really have anything else going on. It's like Colorado for three months, like. Sure, that sounds good for me. Part of the reason why I took the Colorado job is because you could also work for the government. Um, and this was sort of an in for working for the government, you know, doing, doing seasonal work at something like a national forest or a national park. Um, and I didn't realize it, but like a lot of people will do that for, for several years and it's a completely different lifestyle. Um, but that's something that I thought about, you know, maybe doing. So you switched to product design, did it catch you off guard? Yeah, it caught me off guard in the sense that I didn't realize like that's the path that I would end up taking. It was a very slow process in that sense, so it was very slow and deliberate, if you will. A lot of it was sort of testing things out before 
Um, before I made the leap, I'd sort of done, I'd done an online class about user experience design. And then it's like, okay, like, let's go ahead and make the jump. Um, but before that, I had talked to a couple of user experience designers already to figure out like, all right, like, what is this exactly? Like, what does, what does your day-to-day -day entail? Um, you know, how did you get here? Stuff like that. So, I'd, and I'd, I'd also talked to another designer who had made a similar career change. He used to be a, he used to be a hairdresser. Now I think he's a product manager at a, a, um, a media company in San Francisco. Gotcha. When I met you, it was late 2016, and we started a boot camp. And I think we became friends on like the first day. I, I think, think it was like the second, second day. day. Okay, maybe the second. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> um, and I, we went through that experience very much so together. Um, we did a, a short podcast of our own, I believe, at the time. Yeah. Um, I missed that podcast. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was good talking about where we were in life. Coming very, We felt very uh, optimistic, I remember. It was a very optimistic podcast uh, about where we could see ourselves. Now that you've gone through the boot camp and you've very much so switched careers from the marine sciences background to now product design, yeah. is there anything, you, any advice you would give yourself looking back on the, the process and kind of where you are now as a designer? Uh, a lot of the value that I got out of the boot camp was seeing how other people approach design, their design process, some of the questions that they asked, um, and just being able to engage in conversation with them to help inform my own, um, my own design process and my own design thoughts, if you will because design is very much a collaborative process that doesn't happen individually. So being able to speak towards design is, is really important. Um, and I think if you have trouble speaking towards design, maybe that means you're not designing with enough people or maybe that means you need to rethink your design process. The biggest value that I got from the boot camp was also that it set me up with a network too. Um, and it was a network that is truly invested in my growth as, as a designer. Um, the big challenge that I had during my job hunt was getting people to see me as a designer and not some boot camp guy who wants to be a designer. Mm. What was the biggest kind of, kind of wrapping up, I guess, what was the, the best lesson you learned with the change that you went through? The best lesson that I learned about the change that I went through is that the more uncomfortable you are, the, the, the greater your opportunity for growth. So putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is a great thing to do. And that's sort of the, that's kind of the biggest thing. That's the biggest takeaway, I guess, for me. Because a, a lot of this was uncertain too when I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that it would take me almost a year to find a job, and you know, I didn't know that I would have, I didn't know that I would be challenged in the ways that the boot camp and afterwards challenged me. The fact that I was able to put myself in that uncomfortable situation, I think, was really, really powerful. So that wraps up the very first episode of Departures. I'm really excited to be starting this project, and I hope you'll listen to future interviews with unique guests and topics, all related to change. 
If you're interested in learning more about David, his website is davidscam.com, or you can visit our website at medium.com slash departures for transcripts and deeper dives into every episode. Departures is produced in Berkeley, California. Special thanks to David Cam for appearing on our show. Our amazing soundtrack is created by Kia Orion. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Departures. Departures.